0: This is Travis's mic. Travis's mic. Hello, hello. Copy, copy.
1: Katie, go ahead and turn that one off. (laughs) Taking over the show.
0: You just hear me screaming in the background. Like, you can't do this to me.
1: (laughs) Don't (laughs) silence me.
2: They will say that I have shed innocent blood. It's blood for, if not for something. I, I just can't take no pleasure in killing. Just some things you gotta do don't mean you have to like it. There's nothing to worry about. You're gonna be just fine. I'm your number one fan. Let her get away, mommy.
0: Welcome to another edition of Horrifying My Friends. I am horror host Trav. Joining me as always is producer Kate. Yellow. And my lovely, lovely wife, Sarah Rose. Hi. So by now, you guys are used to the quarantine crew, as I call it. Me, Brooks, Rose, Kate. The first thing I want to do is Rose and Kate do some TV binging. So, what have you guys been watching? Rose, I want to start with you. You've been watching some British shit. I don't know what it was, but... Listen, everybody (laughs)
1: knows that me and Kate have been watching Bridgerton, if you haven't checked
0: it out. Every time time I walk through the fucking room, they're all, like, drinking tea and shit and discovering, uh, discussing politics and a murder in in the yard.
1: Very social drama type of period piece. But anyway, I watched that. I binged The Mandalorian.
0: You're done with The Mandalorian.
1: Yeah, I watched it without you. you <laughs> wow. You Oh, my God. He watched the first, like, three episodes with me and then was like, meh. So I waited for, like, a month, and you didn't watch any more with, with me, and so I just watched it all over. So
0: no spoilers, but did the final scene bring you to tears like it did?
1: No. Would, okay. I mean, I think that yeah. it would for, like, I love Star Wars. I wouldn't consider myself like a, I know all of the facts and languages and worlds and facts. communities that are in Star Wars. <laughs> there are people that know all that yeah, stuff, I which I think is really cool. I just don't have a steel trap like that. But I think for people who are like diehard fans, yeah, it probably did for oh, a lot yeah. of people. And it was it was a great moment. Um, if you... If you know, you know what I'm talking about. I won't spoil anything.
0: There are several filler episodes, but Yeah, like, it's like it's a, it's a lot of action.
1: Show. It's fun. You get to see explore the world of worlds of Star Wars without it being like all about the Skywalkers and stuff like that. So it's kind of it's a neat little peek into a different side of Star Wars, but Yeah. Interesting. That I've been Binging those two. That's pretty much
0: it. Interesting. Produce Kate, what have you been watching? <laughs> Murder, uh, Love Island. What was that one show that you Yeah, watched? I was going to say. She's always <laughs> watching some <laughs> trashy
1: <laughs> reality TV shows.
3: I love trashy reality TV shows when I'm really stressed out. I'm sure there's a lot of people who can relate to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not reality, of course, uh-huh. um, which is what I'm looking for. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we all know that the world is a little <laughs> crazy at the moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Our country is, at least. So, yeah, I tend to turn to... Stupid reality shows. I think I I watched, yeah, Love Island, um, Australia I'm currently watching. Uh I have no shame in that. And then I watched another one. It was like an old MTV show. Were you guys
1: watching Real World?
3: Uh oh no. Yeah, we Brian and I also uh binge watched like an old it's one of the challenges that they used to do when they would get the real world people and the the road rules. Yeah, and the road rules people together and like all of the like best characters like would just compete in stupid challenges it's so early 2000s oh, oh my yeah. god it's so it's you, so good but anyway love island
0: yeah. seems like something i'd be interested in if there was like a killer on the island too right <laughs> like if everybody was in love but there's a killer picking them off um, yeah. hey that would
1: be there's i wonder if that's been done in horror but that would be a really cool slasher for like
0: yeah it, like like an agatha christie uh yeah Nine, yeah for sure
1: yeah i mean everyone's maybe you really found fit. your idea to write with you and your brother <laughs>
0: Yeah, well you just gotta find some island to film on. (laughs) We're just (laughs) filming in the backyard saying we're on an island. So is that all you've been checking out, Producer Kate?
1: Currently,
3: you know, that in the news. And then Brian and I did binge The Flight Attendant recently Mm -hmm. on HBO. With Kaylee Cuoco, and it's it was pretty good. I didn't like it as much as like The Undoing, which is another one, but uh, it was fun.
1: Like I you guess guys,
0: you girls with all these shows, I liked both man. of those too. Cause, the Undoing, yeah, we,
1: we we binged those about the same time a few weeks ago. So <laughs>
0: another thing that we binged is Fear from 1996. <laughs> we now, binged the one movie. Put, <laughs> put hey, your you show.
1: Didn't listen. You didn't mention Reno 911 being on HBO Max.
0: That is true. Reno 911 is on HBO Max. And we've been, you guys, that household over there has been going through it as well, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That show is fucking hilarious. It's like, hilarious. That was always one of the shows back in the day that I would catch like here and there, and then the movie I absolutely love, but yeah. I've never watched it straight through, but we watch it like every time we're eating and stuff. Yeah. Now. Travis like, and
1: like... I are big sitcom fans and like just comedy show fans. We don't talk about it very much, obviously, on a horror pod, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we're big into that type of stuff. We're our frasier's probably our number besides one. besides
0: how i met your mother fuck that yeah,
1: yeah i'm not <laughs> That's a fake how i met your mother fan we, we just, just lost, lost yeah. like a yeah. third of our hodge, gets cold out
0: rob hodge can get fucked because he said it was better <laughs> than fraser and like all these other he I'm said like, it's better fuck?
1: than fucking friends parks and rec he said it's better than everything he's so just wrong right yeah
0: so put on those shell necklaces put the bush on the radio on the boom box what did we have back then? Uh, the Walkman. Put the, the bush Walkman. on the Walkman. Get on those jeans that like go over the shoes, like the trip pants or whatever. Because we're going back to 1996. Synopsis. When Nicole met David, handsome, charming, affectionate, he was everything. It seemed perfect, but soon she sees that David has a darker side. And his adoration turns to obsession. Their dream into a nightmare. And her love into fear. <laughs> Uh, Directed by James Foley, After Dark, My Sweet. He also made After Dark, My Sweet, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, episodes of Twin Peaks, and directed Madonna videos, Ah. including Vogue, uh, True Blue. He did, like, he's the the Madonna video guy. Vogue's Uh, a
1: fun music video. We just watched that recently.
0: Starring Marky Mark Wahlberg, Reese Witherspoon, William Peterson as the the gray, uh, what is it? The gray wolf. Silver it, The gray (laughs) wolf. The gray gray wolf. wolf. (laughs) As the Grey Wolf Dad, uh, Alyssa Milano and Amy Brennan Brenneman as the mom. Amy Brenneman as the mom is um she popped up. I was like, where the hell have I seen her before? She's but she was Thay the Casper. Yeah, and, and she was the Casper mom. Mm-hmm. Remember that?
3: She's the step mom in this, by the way. Yeah, Not for sure. The mom mom,
0: for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the first fast <laughs> facts. <laughs> the first fast facts was the soundtrack several songs that I loved on this soundtrack Bush of course Gavin Rosdell I Heart You Uh, this has not only one but two Bush tracks on the which we like died laughing when we rewatched this with Katie Kerr recently like, we've watched this twice in, like, the last month, it seems like. with Once with Kitty Kerr, once with Producer Kate. But this has Come Down and Machine Head off of one of their, like, first huge albums. So, Bush was the fucking band at that point. And then the Sunday's cover of Wild Horses during an infamous scene that we'll talk about later. Number two of the fast facts. Mark Wahlberg recently did a GQ video on YouTube, like, talking about... You guys have seen these actors, like, talking about their most iconic roles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, going and breaking down. And he mentions his first two films and working in basketball diaries with Leonardo DiCaprio. The story for him getting the fear part is that he met and had lunch with director James Foley because Leo had set them up. And Leo was like, dude, like Mark Wahlberg would be perfect for this. And James Foley was like, who the fuck's Mark Wahlberg? And Leo was like, Marky Mark. And James Foley thought it was a joke at first. And then he met with Mark Wahlberg and um, they met for lunch for like eight hours and stuff and foley was like dude i love you but i don't have a part for you so he was like come in and read for one of the gang members but the gang members didn't have a lot of saying parts like speaking parts in the film so he read for the part of david mccall some time passed and then marky mark i'm gonna call him mark and mark throughout this whole podcast that's who the fuck he is (laughs) so marky mark the last thing he heard was that james foley I'm all I got out of breath already. <laughs> James Foley went to the studio heads. He's <laughs> all into the drama. Yeah. I love the T. James Foley went to the studio heads and said, if Mark Wahlberg doesn't have this part of David McCall, then I'm out. So that's how that came about. Um, who are they
1: do you know who they originally were thinking of?
0: I do not, no. I know this was like very curious, early. But... Yeah. But I thought that was kinda of interesting that Leo kind of set him up with this movie one of Marky Mark's most memorable parts was improvised and then cut and then put back into the film this is the part where he screams into the doorbell camera which I thought was like one of the most
1: that is a good moment
0: killer parts so I do have some questions for you ladies but I'm going to save that like as we get into the discussion Kate this is the first time viewing for you so what did you think what is your initial reaction to this movie
3: it was all right I mean I was entertained it didn't really get good for me. Like I wasn't really kind of on the edge of my seat, you know, heart pumping, mm-hmm. until like just the at the very yeah, just at the no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I were like a fifteen-year-old boy, but n- no, until like the very end when they then when they he the dad ransacks the house and you, they're gonna exact their revenge, you mm-hmm. know, and you know things are really bad at that point. I mean, he's already killed a person for fuck's sake. I was hoping to have more of that fear feeling interesting for more of the movie. I understand the buildup needed to happen, but I feel like I needed a little bit more.
0: That's interesting. And I, I'm not cutting you off, but a lot of people had either like, they either loved that ending or thought that it was too over the top. Like one of the reviews that I read was, um, uh, Cisco and Ebert actually were like splitting their reviews in this movie. Like Ebert loved it. But Siskel thought that the uh, ending went too over the top, and I was like, "Dude, the ending is where it's like gets really, really crazy. Like, there's it's so chaotic like at, towards that ending." Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I had to bring that up. So just okay on it, lukewarm, huh?
3: Yeah, there are scenes that stand out, and uh-huh. there are scenes that I'll always remember. But if you could take the feeling that I that I that I had at the end when that all that chaos is happening where you're truly like oh my god they're not not the dog not this not the little little brother like please oh my god oh my god like you actually care about these characters at this point and like you know this guy's crazy enough to do the worst of the worst Mm -hmm. i wanted
1: that feeling not for the whole movie but for more of it right yeah they did spend a lot of time on the develop like the the relationship development and stuff oh yeah Isn't all bad, but I agree with Kate on that. And I, it's not my first viewing. This is probably my like third or fourth viewing. So for me, with this watch, I enjoyed it. Uh (laughs) But I could definitely see, especially as just I'm older, I'm not watching this as a teenager, you know? I think for teens, this would be particularly eye opening for some, Mm
0: -hmm. especially
1: our era when we were teens. I think now, I hope now. That we're all more like just aware of some of those signs. So you kind of like because Kate and I are more like educated and experienced. We've seen friends go through relationships somewhat similar to this. Like it does take away that suspense sort of Mm -hmm. element because we kind of know like you can see those signs early on. Mm -hmm. Whether you've watched the trailer or not, even just going like into this cold, (laughs) they don't. Try to hide the fact that he's there's something up with him, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he's, as soon he's as off. he's as, all whispery and way too sweet, and it's like you're being always <laughs> fucking phony. It's but. that,
3: and as soon as he puts her virginity on a pedestal and this, as soon as he said like he's like acting cagey when he meets the family which is one too soon too he's being too eager and too try hard with the with the family mm-hmm. and you can see that he's endearing himself to everyone else but the father who is the sort of quote-unquote alpha that he's trying to challenge you mm-hmm. know uh, the controlling figure in the home you know as soon as you see like these early red flags it's like and he's pulls the whole now uh, (laughs) nicole get me a coke in front of her dad which is like no please just like that right in your face like i'm gonna tell your daughter to serve me it's all downhill from there and all of the all of the development of his like um obsession and his psychosis Mm -hmm. is very predictable Mm -hmm. um not that it not that it wasn't entertaining the way it was done but so yeah rose is right i actually have a question for you gotta be young to
0: so you said that this was uh, so th- part of the plot was predictable. I-, I didn't have a problem with that, but what would you have done to make it less predictable? Because I was ac- that was actually like very interesting to me. And to be fair, I'm not trying to put you on a spot or nothing.
1: I, I think I can I know. do you yeah, have go ahead? Think I'm about thinking it. like just make him less sleazy from the jump. Like look mm-hmm. at the people he's hanging out with. Like had she met him maybe under a different setting? Interesting. Didn't know he was friends with that crew.
0: <laughs> there's, Dude. I
1: think there's several things that they could have done to at least, like, give you a false sense of security for the first, like, few minutes.
0: And that's a good point. Because his fucking crew is, like, some of the sleaziest dudes.
1: Yeah. You know from the jump. You're like, oh this my guy God. hanging out with these fucking grease balls. They're, like, like, smoking crack or meth
3: or something. Yeah. And right. they're, like, they literally will, like, if you asked a little old lady, make a list of depraved things. hmm they were doing all of it, you know. It playing was pool. it was anything.
0: Any- <laughs> let's be honest here.
3: Oh come on, you know <laughs> what I'm talking to Bush playing pool. Yeah, let's no, be honest. You, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it was like it was. They just almost wanted you to clutch your pearls about it. And mm. it's like okay. On one hand, I feel a lot of it leading up the end mm-hmm. is ridiculous, but a lot of it is realistic, right? The, the yeah, ending is awesome. like a- any parent
2: uh-huh.
3: of a teenage child. Has lived a lot of life at that point. They're gonna recognize a little narcissist sociopath immediately when they meet them. Which mm-hmm. is the what the dad does. Like he he clocks it really early for on. For sure. Oh yeah. And that is true to life. For sure. Would it would have been a little bit better for me if it, if it wasn't like right out front this is going to be a dude that becomes obsessed it's in the synopsis it's in the trailer mm-hmm. it, he's gonna become obsessed and yeah. and do crazy shit some people like that some people are like hey i don't need to be surprised there doesn't need me to be a twist in every movie for me yeah well, it's kind of like so you, right? Preference.
0: Like we've seen a we've seen a couple of these pop up recently like a you, like where it's like a t- that was a he's little Jiminy. Gemini-
1: he's referencing the Netflix TV show You. That mm-hmm. was a little
0: Jiminy Glick there like a you. <laughs> but like it's like a cute guy and he's like all oh, like I'm cool but I'm not crazy but I am like behind the scenes and he like gets his little like mitts into some, you know, uh, oblivious chick or whatever and you know, people are all like,
1: "Well, hold up, hold up. Let's not paint every woman who <laughs> oh, ends up in." No, I'm not doing. I that. I know you're not saying that, but I'm but just that saying is a genre. let's be clear that women who clear. end up in relationships with guys like this aren't all oblivious. We should uh, put they a disclaimer. They groom you, which <laughs> yeah. is what, oh yeah, Marky Mark's character did. David groomed her in the beginning. That's For the whole sure. thing. Yeah, he did, and there are things
3: the family could have done differently as well. Sure. sure. Um, which we can talk
0: about. I hold off on that because that's some of my questions. That is a great point, though, that you brought up earlier about making his... So one of the prob- big problems I had uh, on this rewatch with... Oh no, I'm always like more critical when I'm watching with producer Katie because I know that sh- what things that she's going to see and stuff. But like uh, one of the things that I did notice, and you brought it up, was his crew. And I was like, if they would have made his crew look a little bit more innocent, may- maybe like he looks... Cause he he looks like bad boy and stuff, Right. but he doesn't have a leather jacket on with like. Well, long he doesn't look hair. like he's smoking
1: crack. <laughs> right. Like you look at, right? Uh, what's her name's boyfriend?
0: Oh, Alyssa Milano. Yeah.
1: What's I can't remember that guy's name, but he looks like
0: I. A... They're all crackheads. Yeah. Like the rest of his. Literally. Uh, his group. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I feel. I agree. I
3: think if they made him some like freshman in college who's just one of the guys with like he's an athlete or he's like just like a a guy with in a frat or a guy Mm -hmm. with lots of friends and he's seems like on the surface like much more cunning in his Mm -hmm. like interesting in his mirroring of normal behavior (laughs) and a little bit um better at masking in front of the people that it's important for him to mask in front of Mm -hmm. to build that tension
1: and to throw you off a little bit. Yeah. Um, It would have been a more insidious slow burn. Right.
3: And I think I would have liked for the, the lead Reese Witherspoon's character, what was her name? Nicole. I would have liked Nicole to have had a little bit more, more levels to her. She's just like, the innocent virgin girl who's never yeah. had a boyfriend and is, you know, itching to rebel against the parents because, you know, it's her time. Like, and it just was so one note and it's not Reese's fault, right. but it is just like the way the character was written. And I was like, I just wanted her to like her, her biggest thing was that
1: she went to a rave with her friend. Right. Like, and and, and now- teen girls are... More complex than they're often written in media.
0: Absolutely. So now or... might be the perfect time to bring this up. But they've recently um, like approached an idea of like a remake of this, doing it by the um, the viewpoint of the like the girl that's getting. And I, I was wondering. I was going to ask you guys like, how do you think that they would do that? Would the story work today? Like, how could this story work today from a woman's point of view? You that's... mean
1: from the perspective that the girl is the. Psycho?
0: No, like it was some similar to like what Kate said, like maybe show like uh, the boyfriend being more cunning and having like a group of friends. Like think like frat boys or something. And like, you know, like updating this story. Like, how yeah. would that work? And I mean,
1: I think kind of like Kate described, I think that they can be more clever. I just think that really how Kate described it would, would have been the key to sort of lulling you into that sort of false sense of security or adding some, like, a deeper element to both of the characters would be really important because mm-hmm. we don't write women like we did in 96. Right. I think right. you also yeah. don't call it fear. I mean, maybe people think that's an iconic name or something, but, like, as
3: a viewer, you are telling me, one, I'm supposed to feel fear. So if I don't feel it, I'm already going to be annoyed. Like, and <laughs> 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 yeah. and two, you've set the stage that, the male character most likely is meant to be feared again. I don't mind if it's a little predictable here and there, but I want a little bit more of a mystery at the start. I want to try to be figuring something out, Mm -hmm. maybe, um, doing something with the whole storyline. They tried to start with the dad and Margot, like his like flirtation with Margot and his temptation or something there. Yeah. What Um, do you think that
0: scene was about? Like did David kind of already have like, um, what am I trying to say? Like, influenced Margot to see like how the dad would react like was no. that a david ploy no
3: i think Margot is the type of not to interrupt and just like jump in here but no you're good Margot is the type of girl that like, her character is clearly written to seek attention from men yeah mm-hmm. um she's got some daddy issues clearly there's no dad
1: present her mom's yeah. off flitting around with some rich dude and mm-hmm. yeah Another she's state.
3: what there she says some really messed up things like oh he hit you sometimes that's their asshole way of saying they love you like she's she's got issues like she's got some pre-existing conditions (laughs) and so i think she gets a little thrill from you know showing her her ass to her best friend's dad and it's just she's getting her kicks i don't think she means anything of it she does she does love her friend she's not going to do something on purpose to piss her friend off. She's not actually going to sleep with her dad. David knows Mark and Mar- Margo enough at this point. Mm-hmm. He knows she's a little, you know, promiscuous. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to stand here and watch her flirt. Cause I know she's going to, and I'm going to make eye contact with the dad. So he knows, I know that yeah. he's scum yeah. like
1: me you yeah. know like right <laughs> it's it's a power <laughs> it move. was a tense a uh, moment of tension purposeful tension
3: yeah like. it was it was a power move it was a power move to t- to tell nicole to get him a coke in front of him he's like he constantly is challenging the dad the entire time part mm-hmm. of me is like okay they didn't explore the dad's clear temptation with the with the young beautiful girl um and he is able to maintain some integrity as a character in your mind right like you're kind of like the dad is the hero by the
1: end he's to be fair like her ass is out in front of him before he knows it and then he looks away like oh i shouldn't have done that like i shouldn't have looked like he instantly does look away so i don't know if he would have even gone there but no i still- don't uh, the character the
3: way it's written in this movie would not have done that like he is like a, a good dad his intentions are good he makes mistakes of course a a lot of them but i think if you were rewriting it maybe you give all of the characters a little something that makes them good and a little something that makes them bad instead of having the good ones and the really really disgusting depraved bad ones that don't belong in society you know there is very extreme characters in this
0: for sure uh so now that we're talking about the characters though like Let's kind of just like go through and uh talk about like the choices that they made and stuff like that cuz you guys brought up the stepmom several times and the father several times in this movie.
1: The dad is totally a silver fox. <laughs> Hot. That just has to silver, be said. Silver Silver gorilla. Like Marky Mark just pills in comparison to him in this movie. But Oh, uh, um, I'm gonna flip this table over. Take the dad's head <laughs> and put it on Marky. Mark's Stop. <laughs> the dad still had a good bod. Hey, but anyway, Aside from that, we have to trigger Trav a little bit here. Oh, for sure. But um Let's roll. No, I feel like I mean, obviously my favorite character is Toby. Like let's just put that on front street. Toby yeah. should have died at the end. Toby's no. a- Trav. Toby, Toby is a hero. Was MVP. MV fucking P. Toby's a little brother for anyone who doesn't know. What a yeah. smart little guy. I mean, they don't do a lot of exploring with his character, but he's just like the sweet innocent. I mean, how much exploring do you you really
0: need to know? Right, he's a little kid, and he's
1: he's a good little boy. He's there to to know. He's
3: there to ratchet up the fear at the end because you don't want to see anything bad happen to An innocent kid, yeah.
1: Um, But I mean, (laughs) what do you want to know about the characters? Kate has stronger views on what the dad shouldn't shouldn't have done. Like, I feel like the stepmom definitely shouldn't have. uh, told Nicole that she looked like a slut. That was, like, for way, sure. way too far. I was frustrated that all the dad did was sort of call her out and be like, strong choice of words, huh? Like, mm, you probably should have gotten into her ass a little bit more for that. Like, your daughter just moved out here. You guys already have issues and tension. Like, she ramped that up. You probably should have laid down the law a little bit and been a little bit more protective. I felt like his... Protective nature like came in way too late, and I think Kate would agree with this. He like uh overshot once he was like in protection mode, he like went way too hard,
0: yeah, yeah and like in the sure. wrong
1: direction. Um, I
0: would agree with that,
1: and like definitely pushed Nicole right back into his arms because after they have that moment where he's beaten up her friend Gary and she's like done with his ass, once the dad questions her and him and where they're headed like she was done with him and now all of a sudden after her dad steps in she's like well maybe we will work things out maybe we won't so here's how <laughs> here for anyone who like hasn't seen this
3: movie in a while and needs a like a refresher or something so the scene rose is talking about nicole hugs her guy friend at school of course her stalker david <laughs> a boyfriend slash stalker um is there beats the shit out of him in a really traumatic way and then she comes home and she has oh it been... hits
1: her in the face in the process oh yeah and it's as,
3: a black guy yeah on accident she gets you know in the crosshairs essentially um and so she's like she's cold on him for a few days or whatever and then they start to notice that you know something's going on and the stepmom is doing the right thing in that moment she's like Finally, she's just, like, kind of giving her her space and letting her know that, you know, I'm here to talk if you want. And so, she opens up. That's the right move to to take. And so, she's opening up and crying in her arms and saying, like, he did this. It's over now. And the dad comes in. Sees his daughter in distress and overcorrects, as Rose very accurately pointed out. He totally overcorrects. He totally goes from normal dad with an opportunity to dad who has shit the bed. Like, he mm-hmm. he just starts telling her, you're not going to see him. I won't allow it. And then he finds the condom, which sets him over the top. And he's like, without saying it, shaming her, you know. And it, it just... It flips a switch and then all of a sudden she's about to do the opposite of what she was going to do. And that's, he is partly to blame for what's going on. It's not all of this teenage girl with a teenage underdeveloped brain. Which I think, like, unfortunately, it's not all on her.
0: This is written this way because dads have made that, that negative influence and overcorrection countless, countless times. Like in, you know, not to overshare, but I've seen it done before, like oh, personally, yeah. like you know, in my own life. Like I've seen that done. Yeah. But it's like, um, I think it, absolutely that this was written like from experience probably of seeing a dad flying over the top like that.
3: Yeah. We sure. all know. We've all heard the stories and we were blessed not to have a dad who was like this, but to of the dads who tell their daughters, they can't date till, till this or that, or they sit there with their you know gun and they try to intimidate the boyfriends or they tell them, you know, you can't have s- you can't have sex. You can't go anywhere. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like, it's just not an effective way to parent a teenage daughter. Um, And so I was curious because, you know, I personally have never been in an abusive relationship of this nature, but I was curious, like, what do psychologists say that fathers, parents, mothers or fathers, I guess, should do if they see their daughter, you know, in an abusive relationship? Like, how do you help them get out? Uh, without pushing them closer to the person or like driving them there because that's Um,
1: honestly that's the ultimate that's the fear that they're putting like that is the fear in this movie is the fear of the parents and the fear of the girl once she is entrapped and so like i'm not a
0: father like to be clear but just texting we we have a group text brooks and i were texting and it's like phoebe comes home with a black eye we're in the car like looking for a boyfriend yeah. That's not, like, to say, like, <laughs> we would do something. But that's every dad's, like, that's really, like, every guy. Like, if you have a niece, if you have a nephew, like, whatever. That's, like, your first initial reaction. It's, like, whether you go into that and do it or not, that's what dads ultimately want to do. So, it's, like, mm-hmm. I can't, like, we, like, I can't kill him for that. You know what I'm saying? He made a mistake, but I can't kill him yeah. for that. But yeah. not to interrupt Katie, sorry. Yeah.
1: No, you're right. That's are right. Why I'm just saying, like, that is why I think kate looking this up is super valid for this movie because like honestly that's you're as you're watching it you're like what the fuck would i do yeah like kate has a daughter brooks has a daughter yeah we've had friends that we know have been in abusive relationships like this Mm -hmm. so what do you do i mean let us know first things first if you
3: are listening to this and you happen to be in a relationship that you're like listening to us or watching this movie and you're like oh shit like things are worse than i thought they could be worse there are services that you should contact we are not experts by any stretch of the word i'm going to share some things that i found online that are like recommendations to parents in situations like this but um, you can contact the national uh, domestic violence support hotline um, the hotline.org there's just google it you can find lots of services um, if you know someone as well um, or contact a professional I just want to put that disclaimer out there. (laughs) I believe
1: the National Domestic Violence Network's website, um, when you go on there, just because I was looking at it too, um, not for personal reasons, obviously, but I was just curious. um, They do have like recommendations on how to delete your history and like um, make sure you don't have cookies and things like that. So if you're looking at those websites, just cover your tracks if you think that somebody might be going through your phone later.
3: That said, so some of the things that a parent should do instead of um, going with what your um, what your what your gut and your heart tells you to do, which is I'm gonna fuck him up for hurting my baby, right? uh, Which as a mother, I think I even have that feeling. Oh, dude. But what you should do is first, they recommend resisting the urge to step in, especially in the when you see those early red flags, just not saying things that make them feel make her feel judged or make her feel like you're trying to control her or tell her what to do because it's going to create this us against the world mentality which you see in this movie Mm -hmm. they literally say it's us against the world or whatever um when they're in the car they run away from home because of course he's lied uh anyway that's step one um and then they say spend time listening um so you saw this with the stepmom she was listening and just hearing her out letting her come to the conclusions on her own so there is that you know in a nutshell um supporting your daughter's decisions you would hope at this point you have raised her to make sound decisions to have the esteem and the confidence if you're a good parent you know she'll have those things or if if she's having some insecurities and some things that are making her want to stay with a person like this support her be a listening ear
0: and i do think like one of the scenes that does show this as far as the stepmom goes is um like when she when he gets home and sees them having like a pool party or whatever and david's over and he's like what's he doing here and you know shit like that he's getting he's he looks like he's about to fly off the handle like just right there Mm -hmm. and the stepmom's like would you rather her like lie and spend all day with him away from us right would you rather him be here like so we can watch him basically yeah yeah but yeah
3: yeah that was before things were i mean the dad knew he was up to no good but um just with him making out with her like in front of the dad like that (laughs) when her back is turned so she doesn't even know she's making out in front of her dad making out with her
1: forehead
3: yeah
2: oh yeah um
3: so uh another thing that they recommend is making sure that you as the parent help facilitate your daughter spending time with her friends because abusive men like this will isolate and you see him do that with her friend with her family and he isolates her very quickly Um, that's a thing that happens. So, making sure that you're, you know, helping her carve out time with friends and encouraging that is good. Helping build her self-esteem if she's taken any hits or she's got some things going on. Try to understand her, of course. I'm sure therapy is not a a bad idea. They basically recommend, like, and this goes for any kid, not just a teenager, but, like, trying to prevent them from feeling like they must people-please. Working on, like, assertiveness, skills, combating that people-pleasing instinct that a lot of girls are raised. Like, society and all the media that we watch, we are raised to feel like we should people-please. And so, like, you have to almost deprogram. People-please,
1: so. Meaning, like, not pleasing your partner, but also, like, don't think you have to make a relationship work or you're going to disappoint people or, you know, if your relationship quote-unquote fails... That's not always a bad thing.
0: For like sure. If you're yeah. in
1: a if you're in a relationship that should fail, like don't yeah. be afraid to cut things off. Nobody you will helps. get over any snap judgments that are there. Nobody's gonna care in two weeks' time that you broke up with somebody. Like yeah, you everybody- can restart at any moment.
3: Yeah, and raising and raising your daughters to understand that like their only purpose in life is not to be in a relationship with another person. Yeah. You facts. Know, like <laughs> big facts. Um it's it's uh, it's hard because especially if you're in a loving relationship as a parent, they're going to see that modeled for them and they're going to want it for themselves, but they like it's a, it's a it's a discussion you have to have. It's not something you can just, you know, hope they pick up off the ground that, you know, this is lovely and I like, if you want it, that's great, but you don't need it. Mm -hmm. Um, there's like whole by yourself. Yeah. A lot of folks that find themselves in these kinds of relationships, like are used to codependence too. Um, Mm -hmm. but anyway, that is the end of my PSA. (laughs) Okay. So that's good stuff though. (laughs) No, it is. Mm -hmm.
0: So with that all being said, does the sexy psycho thriller still work in today's PC culture? Because in the 90s, we had Poison Ivy. You had Fear. You had... Uh, what's, the, what's the one that me and Katie Kerr love? Oh, uh, fuck.
1: Cruel Intentions?
0: Cruel Intentions is another good one. <laughs> where like the brother and sister... Aren't the brother and sister making out and shit? Or the mm-hmm. sister wants to bang There's the brother? they
3: step-siblings, mm-hmm. but yes. Yeah,
0: Still. Well, it's like the sexy thriller where the high school student is either after the older male or after the older female. Like, can you even have that type of movie? And I guess we kind of did with like, even you or like Gone Girl, none of that shit really broaches this topic. So like, can that even be done in today's culture? It
1: it can. So there's a show out. Was it, what is it? The Teacher on Hulu? I haven't watched it yet. I think it's called A Teacher. A Teacher or something like that about like a teacher-student relationship, all that kind of stuff. Right. And that, to be fair, like, yes, it can be done, but that that show has caused lots of controversy online. But
0: there's going to be but controversy, right, is, with these there, kind of type of movies?
1: These are controversial topics. Right. Sure. The Crush. But yes, the I Crush
0: think, is the other movie that I was thinking of.
1: Yes. Like, yes, it can be done. It should be done. We should talk about these things. We
0: should like sleazy stuff, right? Well, trashy yes. Stuff. Trashy lifetime type movies is what I like
1: horror movies most of them are trying to make you feel scared to one degree or another
2: mm-hmm. these are
1: scare this is scary shit mm-hmm. especially for all of us who grew up watching those movies now we're turning into parents yeah there's a <laughs> the whole, way we that. watched those now movies when they were pants. about us and now it's not about us it's about <laughs> anyway that's just what i'm saying it's like a, n- a different level of of fear and like discomfort for us so oh, yeah sure. they, they i don't think it's uh if these movies are anti PC. If anything, they start a conversation.
0: Yeah, that's I would a good agree. way of looking at it. All right, so let's get into this ending. So Kate had mentioned the ending before, but Rose, do you want to start off by uh, getting into some of our favorite scenes and some of the uh, some of the really fucked up stuff in this movie? Was um, and this ending kind of kicks off with the dad getting. Super super upset, and then going over and paying D- David's little shrine room and shit a mm-hmm. visit after and, his
1: car gets beaten and stuff. Yeah,
0: fucking up his entire shit. Can
1: we talk about the shrine?
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk <laughs> with the Chucky doll. Okay. And like
1: We watched this movie with Kate and Brian. And I don't know how nobody else in the room busted out laughing because every time <laughs> I see that scene, I die because her picture up there is hilarious. <laughs> like, where oh you yeah. Get oh, where he puts picture? the picture? Where
0: he puts the picture over the dad's... He puts his picture over the dad's face. Oh. Is that what the one you're talking about? You no, know,
1: they took a... That's a legit picture, I think, that they took on the pool day that he was No, there. it's not. No.
2: It's
3: not?
1: He photoshopped it or he whatever put, back then. <laughs> no,
3: he cut his head out of a picture and put it on top of the dad's. <laughs> no, Rose is talking about There's the so huge... There's so many different little elements. Yeah. She's talking about the huge portrait that was above the mantle where she looks like an angel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, I must have missed that.
1: It's huge. It's hilarious to me. Anyway, like... He had a mug, his mugshot, like taped up on his wall by his bed. Like, why uh-huh. would you even put that? T-
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not to sure. To remind <laughs>
1: himself how fucking hard he is. Yeah,
0: he's fucking right. tough. Right.
1: I don't know. <laughs> the whole Trav was like rolling his eyes at the daddy's girl bracelet being turned into David's girl. He was like, ugh. Oh,
0: that was but, Kate, that yeah. was pretty Kate. Yeah, th- that, yeah. That was
1: Kate too. It's it is. Ugh. But you but, like yeah. ramp
0: up in this movie. Like, there's like so much shit that happens. And uh, just to backtrack a little bit, so the dad and the and David, of course, have a confrontation, and you get the iconic scene where he starts beating his chest. Like mm-hmm. afterwards, yes. And all this happens in about thirty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. So you have that encounter. You have David meeting her in the bathroom at the mall, which is an incredibly fucking.
1: You're up skipping scene. stuff. So he has the moment where he beats his chest to cause bruises. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, tells Nicole all of this. She sees the bruises for herself like causes issues between her and her dad. And then mm-hmm. Nicole goes to their crack house just to try to hang out with him and then sees through the window that he like snatches up her friend and they go off and he rapes her, like mm-hmm. bottom line. There's the big chase scene in the car, which I think is really well done. Yeah,
0: that part is really that well That
1: movie done. does make me tense, even on a third, fourth watch. Like that that scene, I mean, makes me tense and
0: Marky Marker is a scary motherfucker in that scene
1: it is like, yeah. it's super scary how he smacks her in the head and stuff like that whole scene was just like phenomenal. he had to have too. really smacked her he like, I think he did yeah like, they, he, they like had it. to
0: have really smacked yeah but
1: yeah that that whole scene like it really makes you feel for her friend what's her friend's name? Margo Margo, Margo. Uh. Really makes you feel for Margot. And like, so anyway, she sees that and then she's like officially done with David, done with Margot, which Kate and I are like, that's a terrible friendship, but like, f- terrible move to make.
0: Yeah. And I yeah, feel your, like,
1: yeah, your friend was raped. You saw her being taken away against her
3: will. Right. And yeah, she's a little promiscuous and yeah, she does things you would never do, but she didn't go off with him willingly. Like, you right. watched your friend get raped and now. You're like telling her off and like writing her off. And I think she regretted it almost instantly because yeah, she ran she out. Did.
1: Her screaming, You're my only friend. Like, oh. Yeah. Like, a good Alyssa performance. Milano deserves shout outs for that because she, like, that whole sequence really gets me. It yeah, gets she's low key good in this. So they sure. have that confrontation. And then after that, the dad goes to Krakow, sees all they're disgusting you guys guys forgot to mention one of
3: the worst things that he the absolute worst thing he actually has done which he chases down the friend and murders him in the woods for sure oh
2: (laughs) gary
0: (laughs) fucking gary i mean fuck gary though he should have been murdered to be honest fucking gary
1: like all of this is when (laughs) shit starts ramping up and getting serious but yeah like from the moment the dad gets to the house and trashes it and stuff like you know shit's about to get real Mm -hmm. they end up coming to the house to come after the dad and or to come after the whole family and for him to try to take nicole etc etc um toby saves the day they had ended up parents
0: so the first thing that happens when they get to the house is they say what is the dog's name what the fuck is the dog's name and they say Kaiser. Kaiser, kaiser come here come here kaiser and then the next scene you see, fucking little that little boy blowing the whistle, and they put the dog's head through the fucking doggy door.
1: <laughs> it's gut wrenching, and it mm-hmm. kicks
0: off like a siege on the house, basically. Yeah. And that whole scene is like totally, totally fucked up. But it you is. have Margot. I liked that they included Margot in there with them at the end. Yeah,
1: because they she easily could have been a character you don't see again after. Or they, they could have, have just discipline. killed
0: her, or some, or like killed her off, or something. But I was like, I actually like really, really dug that. But Katie, what did you think about that ending? Like when they killed the dog and stuff?
3: Well, I think you know how I feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) Because at the very beginning of this film, when I saw the dog, I said they better not hurt this dog. And then they did. Mm -hmm. So there's things in movies I can see a lot. But when you kill the animals, I got a problem. (laughs) But anyway, so I knew that that was gonna happen i was heartbroken but anyway um (laughs) that's obviously sets in motion all the chaos because they're instantly trying to secure the home the guys have cut the phone lines and this is 1996 there's no wi-fi um everything is hooked is hooked into phone line so Mm. nobody has cell phones there's a car phone you find out but it's out in the car outside where it's not safe um Uh. and that's why rose keep kept saying like toby's the mvp because toby is the Uh. one that's like i can fit through my bathroom window i can sneak out and get to the car phone and he's able to he's the one that thinks of it yeah like even thinking of it he's able to phone the police um to be fair to nicole she thinks like she knows the vantage point of their house they live on a lake or something Mm -hmm. of their house and it's sort of there's an eye line from the neighborhood security because they're in like a gated community. A, ho- um, a
0: very hodge like security guard. <laughs> Rude. Shut up. <laughs> anyway,
3: <laughs> they know that the security guard in in his like post can has an eye line to their home and can see her window, and mm-hmm. so she's doing sort of flashing the lights, showing that they're in distress. Um, so they both like the kids are the like ones sort of trying to think smart like how can we do what we can do because they know dad and stepmom are downstairs physically trying to secure the home as best they can and Uh to fight off these bad guys but anyway i really enjoyed the like that final crazy scene i thought it was really cool i think part of me thought like how are these guys willing to do this like i know they're crackheads and stuff and they like (laughs) and they're like they think they're tough and all, and they've been to jail, I guess, before, but how are they all in, like, one moment Yeah, willing to murder a whole family and kidnap a girl?
0: Now, see, I do buy David and the long-haired guy. I buy them, too, because the long-haired guy obviously wants to rape Nicole. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, cray. Like, he just wants to rape everybody, because he even, like, bends the stepmom over and, like, yeah. pretends to rape her, and he's, like... He, like, points at Nicole several times throughout the movie and, like, mm. makes hump things toward, like, and shit Right, like that.
3: but it's, like, they're going to murder an entire family, and they kill a cop.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, a security guard. A Hodge-like security he's guard. He's
3: going to be seen the same way. He was meant there to be... I, I mean, he's a security guard who had a gun, two guns. Yeah. Right. Or something. So, right. like... I don't know. Maybe he is a cop. But anyway, I like, mean, number one, they are, willing... are on
1: crack or meth, whatever the fuck they're on. I mean, yeah. people
0: kill people all the time. But for they're for will... it's reason. just
1: crazy
3: to me that because their house is ransacked, that they're willing to do all of that.
1: Just, I don't know. It just seems all a bad. little... To be fair, I don't know if they thought it was going to lead to killing all of them. I know that they... I think a lot of it was fear and intimidation because remember that blonde short-haired guy ends up saying at one point like man this is taking too long this is like this is yeah
0: he's like well, this, this is is shot. We doing here? let's
1: go he's like
0: and so he, no over they straight it.
1: up kill the dog they killed mm-hmm. the cop he's shooting at
3: Toby in the car he's gonna shoot her dad well like, they think they're invincible
0: yeah they See, I guess. And
1: they're drugged out. So. Oh, and they
0: destroyed their fucking pad that the dad did. I mean, so right. sure, like, is it a
1: little bit like over the top and yeah. not not 100% believable? Sure. So, you, but they, like it doesn't take me out of the movie. No, you, it didn't take me out of it. I'm just saying like
3: to me it was a a bit unbelievable that they'd be like, "Okay, yeah, this sucks. Yeah, I want revenge." Like, yeah, let's go and fuck up their house and fuck up their shit and scare them. Mm-hmm. But it very quickly turned to murdering people. yeah I mean I l- think it look at been... it this way
0: l- look at it this way. You go and fuck up a drug dealer like drug house den and they're gonna get they're gonna want retribution yeah and they show up and you got women there as well. like all of a sudden that turns very scary for the women inside and stuff too. Like I think that happens I think that happens like nine times out of ten if you go fuck up some druggy like drug dealer type people. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you have women that are, like, young and stuff that they could take advantage of. Yeah. But the, I was going to say, I'm on board for the dad. Like, everything he's doing, he's, like, being real heroic and stuff. But as soon as that security guard, like, pulls up outside and the dad marches out there just to, yeah. like, punch him. I'm like, what are you doing, you he idiot? He knows they're
1: outnumbered. Yeah. Like, even if you think that a couple of them ran off, like.
0: Yeah. Mm, it's like, dude, you do not get out of the house. Yeah. You
1: that
3: opportunity. Yeah. Well, yeah. the the cop also made a rookie mistake in that he didn't put his back to the vehicle. <laughs> For, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, For sure. So, I'm, yeah, a lot of silly things happen, but generally I was like, I was feeling a lot of suspense. Yeah. My heart was racing and I was concerned about the characters. I think my favorite part was Marky Mark screaming at the, you know, when you're, you've you got the, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it called? The peephole view mm-hmm. yeah. of him outside the door. And he's like, what is, what is he, scream?
0: Let me in the fucking house. Yeah,
3: let, Yeah. <laughs> Let me in the fucking house. So, yeah, like I just thought that he looked genuinely terrifying when he did, when he served that line. I get that it was the 90s and they had to do, like, you called it what, really cheesy. You're like, it's something really cheesy is coming up. And it's him. It throws him like a football field out of the window. Yeah, the dad throwing the bad guy David out the window. Out the window to his death, and it's like okay.
0: So who delivers the blow to David's back? Was that Nicole, Nicole. or was that Margot? Nicole okay. and Margot has a kind of like a heroic mo- moment as well because oh dude is like got Nicole bent over or something, and Margot like runs over and jumps on uh the sleazy long-haired uh greasy guys back Mm -hmm. like saves her friend too so i was like man that's cool that like that's why i love Margot being there and stuff yeah
3: she was willing to sacrifice herself for her friend absolutely david is actually the one who saves her from that guy because he shoots him in the head (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i david's
0: a real hero in this movie wrong but (laughs) false
3: but yeah i mean overall i think really exciting scene i love to watch it again at some point just to try to pick up on the details because it is so chaotic that i'm only like i was along for the ride the first time around mm-hmm. um so i'm curious what other details there might have been that i could have missed in all the chaos but
0: yeah but it wraps up with the dad so the dad battles marky mark and like we said he thro- he literally throws him out of the window in marky mark's body like, flies, no joke, 50 yards. (laughs) It's (laughs) hilarious. It's, like, so over-the-top 90s. It's awesome. And then the movie, and then the credits roll. And he
1: lands on this huge flat (laughs) rock. The
0: credits roll after that. Yeah. But, okay, so one scene we did not talk about either is the roller coaster scene. So what did you guys, what did each of you guys think about that? So as I posted this movie to um, several groups, I saw several people chime in that that moment was kind of like a... And not to take this too far off topic here, but kind of like a sexual awakening for a lot of people, it was like <laughs> it was, it, and you could see that, like like you said, teens watching this and stuff, it might be their first encounter with you know it's Reese Witherspoon and Mark Wahlberg. Let's be honest, you know. But what did you guys think about that scene? It's, it's iconic. Like,
3: wild horses.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, Rose, you go. Rose is
0: just speechless. She's like, What, I don't what, what am say. I?
1: I don't know what else I'm supposed to think about it. <laughs> I mean, it's—I <laughs> haven't. It is what it is. I mean, that oh. shit really happens. I think. Okay. On the beast, you know how teens are.
0: <laughs> On the beast at Kings Island, you're like, "Fucking <laughs> you jerked around me,
1: like." You
3: would injure yourself if you tried that, but right. okay. So here's my opinion. <laughs> She's a virgin. She's never even been fingered before. Right. And Kate says with an eye roll. <laughs> so, you know, this is the first. powerful scene. This is right? the first, like, her first sexual experience. I wouldn't count kissing in that. No. And And it's, it's a pivotal moment in the film because it's what attaches her to him in a way that the early part of their sort of courtship doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's no mystery to anyone. I mean, it's science. Like when women have the like encounters like that with someone that they think they love or they like a lot, we have a different response than men do, or boys do typically. Like we, right. we have these loving love. The, the love chemical goes off in our brains. Right? right,
0: you guys fall in love. Let's call it like it is. Shut. Not up. always. But <laughs> you guys fall in love quick. Let's
3: but but a girl her age who is infatuated with him and does want to be loved like and want she's and she's secretly envious of the her best friend who right. is no problem being sexual you know right. and so it's pivotal and i understand why they had to show that scene and i'm glad that they showed that a scene like that before they just show them having sex which they also show um i mean not graphically but you see that they have sex and he takes her virginity if you care about that but anyway like i'm glad that they went from and they showed that middle step of them he didn't just force sex on her right he did groom her and treat her like a boyfriend might sure um mm. to make her feel like this is a real normal relationship
0: we're on the roller coaster of love so i
3: get it i get you pointed out something just now <laughs> the whole roller coaster thing this movie their relationship is a roller coaster it's a little <laughs> obvious it's a little in your face what i didn't like is logistically it's absolutely unrealistic the way on the drop zone the way he was (laughs) the the access he had the way they were doing it the kind of roller coaster it was she they're making her look like she's having orgasm after orgasm it's not happening it was
0: too much cramp space (laughs) right (laughs) it's like drop zone or something i could see maybe even like the scrambler
1: (laughs) rose is just shaking her head I don't anyway. think I can roll my eyes anymore. I've met my quote. But we had
0: to talk about that scene, though, because one of the things, like, when we went to the cabin on a vaca- on our, like, little vacation, uh, I brought up doing fear to Becky Hinton, who will probably listen, who are no doubt listen to this episode, and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, the roller coaster scene. Like, everybody <laughs> knows that scene. It's one of the most iconic. It's probably the most iconic scene in this movie. Like, this movie's known for that scene. Yeah. So we had to talk about it a little bit, for sure.
1: Sure. I mean... <laughs> I just, I'm just speechless. She's shaking is a, my damn head. The scrambler, Bubba. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's a podcast they cannot see. <laughs> I know. That's why I have to <laughs> tell them what I'm doing here. But yeah, it's just, I agree with Kate. Logistically, there's probably not a lot really going on there, but she's getting right. touched a little. So yeah, it's a she's hot. never been touched. She's like, oh.
0: There, it's a hot scene. Let's be <laughs> okay. So let's get our final reactions, unless there's any other scenes that you ladies wanted to cover. Um, Let's get Kate's final reaction. Five out of five? Okay. No, wrong.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I don't have the perspective of watching this as a young teen. Maybe I would like it more if I had the nostalgia. I don't. So as an adult, I think I stand by my initial reaction, which was Mm -hmm. it's I. And I would give it like a three out of five. That's my typical rating for a movie that I generally enjoy. I'd watch it again. But it wasn't like standing. it wasn't outstanding yeah it wasn't rem- like
1: remarkable in a way where i'm like wow mm-hmm. i just watched a classic yeah i have a question for you can both answer this if you want but we'll start with kate like do you think there's a movie that's had a similar like concept or theme that's been done better that you can think of
0: i mean like i said the crush and poison ivy i think like deal with like you know hot younger characters who kind of like Trick their way in our psycho, and you know, but not the same as fear.
3: I don't know. I mean, I loved Cruel Intentions, but I also saw that. What like about... that was a that was a movie I saw as a teen. You'd have to list some off to like jog my memory. What about The Invisible Man?
0: Well, The Invisible Man does do it better. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I Invisible I did Man like that. Great. A,
3: I liked that one a lot better than this because it's it's a woman in an abusive relationship. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Because you see the late stages of that, right? You like you don't see a lot of the now grooming happening you're you start right off with her trying to escape you know
0: now through that lens yeah like you're judging something 2020 versus 1996 of course it's going to be way more refined you know what i mean like way more well written if you get my drift like it's about the we the female characters and stuff of course
3: That's well gonna... yeah it it's partly that but it's partly there was um another element to create intrigue that there wasn't yeah. in this movie right yeah. this one was pretty the plot's pretty freaking straightforward right um
0: and that one there's an iron man that's fucking chasing some chick around. yeah pretty this, much. this
3: genius guy who's created an invisible suit you know right. and that is much more
1: interesting have either of you guys seen sleeping with the enemy no. Julia Julia Roberts. That sounds like a Godsmack
0: either. song. Sleeping with the animal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anything with Michael Douglas, really. I mean, when he's... Oh, dude. Um, Disclosure with Michael Douglas is a lot like this. Remember when he has that female Demi, Demi Moore boss and mm-hmm. she's a psycho? You remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. yeah That's yeah. a good movie.
3: Disclosure's good.
0: Michael, anything with Michael Douglas in it. Like if this had Michael Douglas in the role as David McCall,
3: oh, I'd be you like, know I'm what? In. Um, what's the one with Glenn Close and
0: um, Michael Douglas? Uh, Fatal oh, Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Yep. That I would say Fatal <laughs>
3: Attraction is probably one of the better ones that I've seen. Yeah, in Fatal Attraction
0: is probably yeah. the strongest for sure of that genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything with Michael Douglas though. Well, we'll sure. see if Don. Um, have my brother too. I know he'll listen to this, but he called this Lifetime Trash, like a, a Lifetime <laughs> Sleaze movie. Yeah, so, it like, is. Yeah, it's Bub, good. Bub, post any movies under this post that uh, you think fit alongside this. Yeah,
1: I think but, Invisible Man is up there. Yeah,
0: it's up there. So, okay. Rose, your rating?
1: I would probably give this movie a three and a half out of five. Mm-hmm. Like, a little bit better than average in the middle <laughs> for me, but not not a favorite. Not one mm-hmm. that I'm, like oh, I have to watch this or every, oh, I have to introduce it to all my friends or anything like that. Uh, it's just a good flick. It's a fun watch. Trav, in your final thoughts and rating, I'd like for you to explain
0: Uh-oh.
3: why you chose it for the horror pod because mm. a lot of people might say it's not horror, right?
0: So, Listen, a lot of... I
1: have a bone to pick with people who say that thrillers don't count.
0: So Yeah, so this <laughs> is considered a psychological horror and I'm like, eh... Our psychological thriller. So I chose this movie because pre- producer Kate had never seen it. So that's the main reason why. And if anybody has a problem with that, they can hit me on the DMs, and I can, <laughs> you know, I can uh, be the uh, over the over uh, the over getting dad and come to their house and do a finger in their chest and you know all that shit, put some bruises you can on, bruise them. their chest, yeah. With <laughs> <your fingers. laughs> yeah. But no, this isn't technically horror, and I was like, you know, we're bending it a little bit, but you know, isn't Marky it Mark. Though? Marky Mark does carve Nicole forever on his chest and shit and like put some ink on it.
1: Like <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of
0: fucked up stuff in this movie. They
1: cut the dog's head off and put it through the damn doggy door. Yeah. What do you people want? Yeah. Does I have to have like immense gore to be horror? That's, I mean, this is a debate. I mean, we've covered We don't Fulci. have to get into on this episode, but thrillers count and I'm tired. I'm tired of pretending they're not. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> <with the joke. laughs> yeah, it's that meme with the joke. Yeah, it's that meme with
0: it. No, but that's no. All I have to say. This is not a horror film, but it does horrify at times. So Yeah, that's true. There we go. I mean, it's not it isn't it, uh as Rose like looks at me squinty-eyed. This isn't a horror movie though. Like it it's a dark thriller, I would say. So but I mean, it does horrify, so it fits mm. the criteria. And because producer Kate has never had never seen it and it's a taut 1996 sexy thriller starring mark warburg and reese witherspoon <laughs> and a movie that did you give your final rating before i get in mm-hmm, my spiel and a movie that horror host trav used to watch all the time like me and logan and i think and we Rob. all know
1: why why <laughs> the roller coaster scene clearly oh that
0: scene never did anything for me
3: probably Alyssa milano's scene yeah. maybe before no, she got yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. more
0: so Um, (laughs) so yeah, me and Rob and Logan used to watch this movie like all the time, like this and scream. This used to be on the same kind of like, uh, viewing pattern as like scream and I know what you did last summer and all this other shit. And, um, yeah, we just watched this like all the fucking time and I've always loved this movie and I don't know why, like, I, I just love this movie. So for me, this movie would have to be a four out of five for me. I love this a movie. boost
1: for nostalgia, so. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, this is totally a boost out of nostalgia. I love Marky Mark's performance in this. He's genuinely creepy. And I otherwise hate Marky Mark and everything else he's in. Like, pretty much. I don't. Like, I can't stand him in anything else. Like, really? Besides, like, like he's really good That's not really true. Ted. If
1: I could take you to task on that, but I won't. That's not he's really true. He's good in
0: Ted. You know, the happening is hilarious. So maybe <laughs> we'll cover that. <laughs>
1: that whole movie is hilarious,
0: <laughs> But, yeah, this is a four out of five for me. I absolutely love this type of movie. Like, I love all these, like, sensual, sexual thrillers of the 90s. Like, you this...
1: love those, like, movies that build that tension, like, relationship tension, those I mean, get you stressed out. I'm wearing
0: a Twin Peaks shirt right now. Yeah. Twin Peaks is a, like, a fucking... Um, soap. It's a soap, dude. Like, Twin <laughs> Peaks is a David Lynch soap opera. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, I love... I'm a, I'm a soapy bitch.
1: Is what <laughs> I am. You are a soapy <laughs> bitch. I'm a
0: soapy bitch. But, anyway, so, yeah, four out of five for me. I do have a book rack, and it's uh, Behind Her Eyes by Sarah Pinborough. Let's see if this satisfies all you sex-hungered... Sexy thriller types out there. (laughs) Louise is a single mom, a secretary, stuck in a modern-day rut. On a rare night out, she meets a man in a bar and sparks fly. I'm in. Though he leaves after they kiss. Bastard. She's thrilled she finally connected with someone. When Louise arrives at work on Monday, she meets her new boss, David. That was not planned. That Mm. was not planned. The man from the bar. The very married man from the bar. Mm. Who says the kiss was a terrible mistake, but who still can't keep his eyes off Louise. And then Louise bumps into Adele who's new to town and in need of a friend. But she also just happens to be married to David. Ooh, this is getting deep. Juicy. Tea. Put on the tea. I've got stories.
3: This is a triangle, folks. <laughs> David
0: and Adele look like the picture-perfect husband and wife, but then why is David so controlling, and why is Adele so scared of him? As Louise is drawn into David and Adele's orbit, she uncovers more puzzling questions than answers. The only thing that is crystal clear is that something in this marriage is very... Very wrong, but Louise can't guess how wrong and how far a person might go to protect their marriages as secrets
2: Ooh. behind
0: her eyes. Sarah Pinborough. But that is my book recommendation for the week. So yeah, go check that out. You can find that at Sarah Penborough. actually is one of those authors that started in horror and stuff. And now she's into like the, the thriller side of things. So she's an awesome author, though. But that's my book recommendation. Rose, I, I want to thank you for joining us and uh producer kate i want to thank you for letting me subject this this 90s thriller and and put it into your uh pantheon of movies <laughs> is that how you say that my
3: repertoire <laughs> yeah
0: your repertoire <laughs> of, of, of of films Happy but to. as always you can find us at horrifying mf on twitter and at horrifying my friends on instagram and facebook
1: bye bye